0: Hi, welcome to Almost Put Together. I'm your host, Maddie Nygaard. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Almost Put Together podcast. It's your host, Maddie, and I'm doing another solo episode. I'm thinking about doing one a month so let me know what you guys think i like personally having guests but also i can talk forever today is actually a more personal episode and you're gonna get to know something about me that a lot of people don't really know and i don't really talk about but that also comes with a trigger warning so trigger warning i am going to be talking about stalking and harassment if you ever need to skip an episode or take a break that is totally fine it's kind of funny It's not funny, but it's kind of funny. I was supposed to have an episode come out with my friend, Emily, and we were talking about our current favorite things and just doing a positive episode and exciting things. And this week is totally different. I couldn't get Emily's audio to work, and she's currently on a cruise. Emily, I hope you had the best time when you're listening to this. But I took that kind of that, and then with other things that have been happening in my life, recently not to scare anybody but I took this as a sign to talk about my stalker and I think it's really important especially for other girls to listen to this and hopefully I can inspire you to be strong and stand up for yourself and I think it's something a lot of girls deal with whether it is harassment someone following them someone stalking them unwanted attention unsolicited pictures or messages from people just know anything you're uncomfortable with or not okay with is not okay and oh gosh I mean where do I even start I never never spoke to this guy and you guys know probably by now I do live streaming on TikTok and I do that I've done that basically almost every night for the past year and a half now and In that chat, I do have moderators, so they take care of anyone that's, like, weird or spamming or someone I just don't want there. If they're being rude, they can just block and take care of the chat, and they know about this person, so they've been keeping my chat safe. All started, I want to say, fall of 2022, unknowingly, mind you. I'll just start with how I found out, then, I guess. This is when it started but i believe i found out it was mother's day 2023 so that's may i'm working with my friend morgan and it's genuinely our busiest day ever in the history of where i work and she gets a call i'm in the bathroom for the one second i can sneak away the bathroom and it is what was it border patrol at the airport calling and asking for me by my full name So they know my place of work and my full name, and I was thinking, okay, well, I was just applying for TSA pre-check. Maybe it's something to do with that. That's really weird that they're calling on a Sunday on Mother's Day while I'm at work in my work phone, and I had nothing missed on my personal phone. And she was, like, telling them that they just missed me, and I can call them back, or they should call back again later, or whatever. And she's like, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. And I said, I don't know what's going on either. And I did have a little bit of a pit in my stomach, but at the time, nothing was going on, really. I genuinely thought maybe it is TSA with pre-check or something along those lines. But they call back, actually, pretty quickly after I get back from the bathroom. Morgan tells me who's looking for me. And they basically ask me if I'm expecting a visitor. And I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but when you were living on island during COVID... If a visitor was coming to see you, they would have to give your phone number, your address, and then they would call the person they're visiting, so the host, and say, hey, who are you? Where are you staying? Can you confirm these things? It was very similar to that because my ex had come and visited me during COVID, and I just knew those questions, and I don't know if it was the same people or not, but I was super confused because No one I knew was coming. I was like, is there something happening I don't know about? Because they're asking me all these questions. Is there someone here to see you? Are you married? Do you know anyone from French Polynesia? Do you know anyone from another country? Do you know any other languages? Are you planning on hosting someone? Are you expecting guests? Just more of the same questions. And we were kind of going in a circle because I don't think they could give me any any information. Yet they knew my full name and place of work. Which was kind of alarming me. I was like, what's going on? Is something going on I don't know about? What's going on? And super confusing for me. And yeah, they're basically just asking if I'm married, saying someone is there to see me, and they let it slip that it's a guy. So a guy from another country, like French Polynesia, speaks other language, is here saying he is married to me and that I am coming to the airport and coming to pick him up. And I knew this guy that goes to Fiji a lot, but I was like, there's no way he would do that and not message me or talk to me. He has my phone number. And I was like, I have no idea what this is. It's probably something weird, but genuinely, guys, I had to go back to work. I call, I gave my boss like a quick call and was like, hey, this is happening. If anyone asks anything about it, I don't know. I'm really confused and scared right now, so just like put a pause if anyone asks anything, but this is a situation went back to work, got off work, went home. Uh, I talked to my parents, and I was looking through my phone, my requests on Instagram, and I don't go through those at all, and there was this person that was messaging me, and their name is not American. It kind of looked like one of those spam names, just the way the spelling was, and... They like all my pictures on my story, and I'm like, whatever engagement. I thought it was spam or just like a bot or a random account, like genuinely with how they behaved and acted. And I opened the messages, and guys, when I tell you, I didn't respond a single time not a single time. I can't remember if there was one or two accounts, but there was one main account, and I was scrolling, like scrolling a mile a minute with my finger. And I had a screen recording for three minutes of the messages he was sending. And I'm telling you, three minutes I couldn't even get through a week of the messages he was sending. Because it would just be short little snippets of messages that didn't make sense. Emojis that didn't make sense. Nothing that made sense. And then I see a few days prior, I guess, he was telling me he's coming to Hawaii. And he had a ticket. And he sent me a picture of his suitcase. He sent me a selfie. He sent me a picture of his plane ticket with all of his information on it. So first and last name. And then two selfies on the plane. But nowhere in those messages was it anything that I could figure that out until I saw the ticket, I guess. Because he, English was not his first language. And like I told you guys, I thought it was a bot or spam or something. Just the way he, we couldn't communicate. Not that I even fucking responded one time or interacted at all. I, he wasn't saying I'm coming to Hawaii to see you. I'm coming to Hawaii. I'm flying to you. And he was flying from Bora Bora. Guys, what you always think. So, side note, I'm on TikTok, right? I'm assuming that's where he found me. And he got blocked from my chat or something. So he was messaging me on Instagram Because if he was messaging that much in my chat or spamming the chat, we would block him. If he wasn't making sense, we would block him. And we've continuously still had to do that with different accounts. However, I think Instagram is better about when you block someone and not letting them follow you again after they make a new account. Whatever. Anyways, so I'm putting this together and realize this is the guy. And he flew here. He flew to Hawaii. And, I mean, it's not hard to figure out my full name and my job. That's, I don't think that's scary for people to know, but I think it's scary what people do with that information, and that is fully not my fault, or if that has ever happened to you guys, that is fully not anyone else's fault. You can't hide everything from everyone, especially being on the internet. You can be smart about it, but I don't think you can hide everything, and... You just have to be careful with when you post and what you post, blah, blah, blah. Total sidebar. Literally not my fault. Literally not anyone else's fault that does this and just shares their life online. I'm figuring out that this guy is who it is. So I call back the number or just try to get in contact with the border patrol at the airport. Like, mind you guys, this was a legit phone call. It wasn't some scam or whatever, it was a legit scary phone call. So I'm trying to call back an extension or a line or something. Is this guy on island or did he get turned around? Because this is security calling me, which means he was already pulled aside being questioned. So if I'm telling them I don't know this person and he's here saying he's married to me, obviously that's going to throw up some red flags. And I was just wondering, is he still on island? Should I be scared? And I call back that number, and essentially, after going back and forth a few times, they tell me they cannot tell me any personal information, and they're not going to tell me anything, basically, like, not a single thing. And I said, mind you, when I was on the phone with this person earlier, I said, this is really scary that this person is saying this about me, and I have no idea what's going on or who they are, and I have no one I'm expecting to come here and see me. They said, yeah, this is really scary awesome. I love that you said that and you do nothing about it. Because when I talked to this person, I said, they know this information about me. They were saying these things. You can tell me that they said all these things and you can't even confirm or deny if they are still currently on island where I live. So absolutely love that. I said, thanks for fucking nothing. And I hung up because that guy, I get it. If it's policy, I get it. That's a stupid fucking policy, actually. But I understand it's not the employee's fault. However, this employee was being rude and snappy. And this is literally my safety and personal information. They said, "Eh, we don't give a fuck. Get nothing from him. Call my mom on the verge of tears, scared. I call the police. i It's the internet. What am I going to do about this? But when he physically flies here... Then that's like a whole other level because it's like, oh, what are they going to do? Fly here? Mm, Yeah, apparently so. Apparently so. So when it becomes physical, that's when it gets like pretty scary, right? I call the police, explain the situation, ask what my options are, if I can do anything. An officer comes over and takes a statement from me. Basically tells me, I don't want to say, I don't want this to give police officers a bad name the police officers are very helpful i've had helpful i've had not helpful i don't want this to be a blanket statement but this officer particularly he said to me that's what you get for being on the internet almost word for word that's what you get for being on the internet that's what i get for being on the internet what about your family members on the like that just made me well up with tears of anger frustration and i was thinking about the idaho 4 which happened that previous winter and I'm pretty sure one of those girls had a stalker and reported things to the police. So it's like if you do everything you're supposed to do and then people are telling you that they can't do anything about it or help you, it's, it's really a helpless feeling because at this time I had no information. I had his full name. I had a selfie of him. I had his flight information. So I gave that to the officer. The officer did end up taking that, but I did not feel like they really were taking it seriously. And, guys, I've been running every single day almost since February last year. This was May. I was scared to run alone for the longest time. I was asking them what I could do. I was like, I don't want to change my entire life because of this person. Like, I have these runs planned. Like, I'm doing things for myself. Like, they were telling me they could send a patrol car. Some of them were helpful in offering solutions, but ultimately, they offered a TRO. And I was like, I don't even know if he's on island, though. I didn't, I didn't want to go forth with... A TRO or restraining order in general if he was on an island and I don't know how that would even work if he's in another country so in the end in that day nothing happened I told my boss and she sent out a message to the entire staff so they knew not to leave me alone and if this person came in or if they saw them call the police and it was really, really, really comforting knowing everyone was on my side and helping me. Because some information ended up coming out about why he would have been flagged at the airport. And some information about himself, which would have gotten him pulled to the side in the first place. And we, weren't, we still weren't able to find out if he was on island or not. At this point, I am pretty scared and shaken up, obviously. I lived with two roommates at the time, and we had a couple of visitors, which sucked that that was happening while they were there. But the house was full, and we had a gate, so I felt pretty good about that. But obviously, my awareness up. I screenshotted a bunch of evidence from him. I was checking my other social medias. And basically, just living in a constant state of fear whenever I ran, I I really refused to run alone for a long time. I recruited my friends, like shout out Kyra, and all my other friends that would come with me. I was in a run club, so I told Brandon, that's right after, it was shortly after I joined run club, honestly, and I sent Brandon this long ass message, and I'm like, well, Brandon's freaking ripped, and he's in charge, and he's there every week, so I really want to tell him. So he knows, and I always run with them, and I mean... It's like a bunch of jacked guys. So I felt good about that. And honestly, guys, that's basically everything that happened initially the rest of life until literally now. So what that was May of 2023 that that was said and still new accounts are being made whenever I traveled or did anything on Instagram. Or social media in general I tried not to post in real time and I was more careful about what I was saying about my work schedule and my day-to-day life and just even more careful posting than I already was which is very hard for me I'm a totally open book and people will ask questions and I just can't answer them anymore and I can't answer them to this day but I would get more messages and I'm it's not just one message it's slews like scroll scroll scroll, 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 scroll. so many messages genuinely makes me so frustrated, angry, upset. You, you're you being harassed. It is genuine. It's so absolutely frustrating to live like that. And that was my big thing was I don't want to live in fear of this person. They continually messaged me. They said they were going to come another time. They didn't. And I'm not going to get too into how I try to handle the situation on a personal level. But I mean, the messages still come to this day. He makes new accounts, comes in my TikTok stream. But like I said, everyone in my chat knows about this person and can kind of help moderate that. And I just genuinely don't respond. And it's not one of the things, oh, I'm going to tell him that the FBI is coming for him and that blah, blah, blah. Like, because legitimately, he does not speak English well. One, he's not going to understand. Two, Any form of communication or attention is going to feed him and he just keeps coming back for more and more and more. It's one of those things where I just need to not give it attention and just get rid of it and block him and move on. But yeah, to this day, I still can't really post too much in real time and I try to not post if I'm alone also, which I'm with friends a lot of the time. I have a lot of close neighbors. I have a great safety... I guess safety net safety precautions at my house which I think a lot of girls if you're living alone period but a lot of girls too you should get those door lock things that go in the frame of the door and it's just an added precaution where the door literally cannot budge and you won't open it at all but basically I've just made my life a lot more safe and honestly guys I trained my ass off before my boob job one To prepare myself for surgery and to make that recovery a little bit easier and bounce back easier. But two, literally so I can kick ass. There is no better feeling than knowing you are strong enough to handle a situation and put up a fight. Yes, there are other factors. But being strong, being able to run, being able to scream. Those are all great things to have in a strong body to help defend yourself and it sucks to think like this and if you're a guy listening these are things girls honestly have to think about every single day and I know there are female predators out there but I mean another example this is just a guy that is harassing me and stalking me and I have to think about these things and think the worst situation possible which is honestly something I do a lot. But it was really hard to get serious and think this is real and these things could happen to me. And, I mean, it could happen with anyone. It doesn't have to be someone in another country. But that was my life for a long time. And, I mean, I guess it still is. And I can make jokes here and there about it. I can make light of it. And I'll joke with my family. But, honestly, if someone I don't know... like. If guys joke about it, yeah, that's not fucking funny. But I could talk to my friends about it. I could talk to my family about it. None of my friends would ever make a joke or try to insult or diminish or belittle that situation. Because guess what? It's not funny. And I remember my friend Mikey, I had told him about that. And he came to work and closed with me. I told him he didn't have to because my coworker was. But he came to work and closed with me and followed me home and made sure I got home safe that day. So again, I'm so lucky for my support system and my friends, family, co-workers, everyone around me. I have a great community and I could not be more thankful for that, for just having people that want to keep me safe and love me because... I mean, if this was happening to my friend or my sisters, I would be freaking the fuck out. That's the other thing. I think when you're in these situations yourself, it's kind of easy to minimize or be like, oh, it's okay. This doesn't really matter. Like This actually isn't going to happen or just minimize it and make it seem smaller than it really is. But if it was someone you loved and cared about, you would be freaking the fuck out. And I mean, he's even reached out to some of my friends recently, and he's found other Instagrams and reached out to those as well. It's just scary, but it's something I live with now. And I mean, maybe I've mentioned it here or there in passing or made light of it, or if I was talking about it and someone asked a question, I don't mind sharing this. I just don't talk about it all the time and I honestly try to pretend it's not real like blacking out traumatic events is a real thing that is such a real thing and I'm glad I have evidence of it but it's something I actually do have to think about all the time and again I don't want to say too much about my personal life and how I handled it but know your rights and know what you can do and what you can't do And it does suck to adjust your life because honestly, guys, I love sharing absolutely everything online or in person. I am just an open book. I'm honest to a fault and I'm really blunt and straight up. I don't know the word I'm looking for. Brutally honest, I guess, in real life and online. And I think people can appreciate that, the realness, but also... Putting yourself first and your safety. Your safety always comes first. So just be mindful of that. I wanted to share the story because I feel like a lot of girls maybe have a similar situation or maybe a one off instance or something like that. And I just want you guys to think about, again, your options. And it's better to tell someone, yeah, whether it be your parents or a friend, but honestly the police too just to have a report and files on this and you can look back and have evidence and these details dated and these documents and proof essentially of these things happening you. because again going back to the Idaho four I'm pretty sure one of the girls had a stalker and we know how that ended these four people were murdered in that house they were all together and who knows what justification of that because since he waived his right to the speedy trial which pisses me off also guys why did they freaking demolish that house i'm really into true crime so i don't know if anyone else is that listens to this podcast but i would love to actually do a true crime episode like my favorite murder and research that john benet ramsey oh my gosh yep that's my roman empire actually john benet ramsey But thinking about true crime and how these things happen, and I think the state I live in also, Hawaii is a pretty safe state. A couple murders have been happening in the last few years, but comparatively, like our population and then other populations and states and yeah, I like to think we're a pretty safe place and it's very chill here. And for example, it's really hard to have a gun here as well. I just think where I live is an awesome spot and, again, the community and house I have. But this situation sucks, and it can happen to anyone. And I really am thankful for Melissa and my boss, Michelle. They were saying you could take time off. If you need, I'll cover for you. I don't want you to feel unsafe. Honestly, as long as I'm with someone, I feel fine. And luckily, where I do live, I can't really go anywhere without seeing someone I know, which is also nice. Like, there's a paper trail almost I don't want to say I'm not worried these days anymore, but I don't live my life in fear. Like I said, I kind of adjusted and I'm very aware of my surroundings and aware of what's going on around me, which you always should be. But the story is kind of to show you it can happen to anyone and especially glamorizing being on social media and glamorizing sharing your life and glamorizing just being on the Internet and vlogging. You really can't share too much and you just have to know who the right people are. Like those scams. Oh my god, it makes me so sad when old people get scam phone calls and then they give all their bank information or something and get freaking blood dry. Their bank account is bone dry after that. All this said, I feel myself rambling and I told myself this would be a quick episode. It goes to show that your parents or anyone when you were younger telling you that there are not safe people on the internet and some people are not who they say they are and people are just dangerous on the internet believe them there are good people there are bad people and be aware of your surroundings I guess the story doesn't really have an ending or a conclusion because this is just how I live now and that's just something that happened to me and I wanted to share it with everyone for awareness and to show you don't have to stop living your life you might, might have to make adjustments But that was a really big thing for me. I don't want to stop and completely change my life and completely change what I do and take a break from the internet. I think I took a break from a few lives, but honestly, what's that going to do? If someone's determined they're going to make something happen, and in those situations, all you can do is control your response and control yourself and surround yourself with people that support you. But that's the story of me and my stalker slash... Harasser slash annoying fucking pest. That won't go away, honestly. And I can laugh about it now. I feel a lot more secure and safe where I'm at now and with myself and with my support system. This is just be careful. Be thankful for your safety. Don't take it for granted. Be grateful for those who support you. And... Just make sure you always have your own back and are careful. It's honestly something so real, and I know a lot of people have it way worse than me, but that honestly, it still doesn't diminish or make any smaller of the situation for myself, and it sucks, and if you're not dealing with it, be happy. I'm not saying think about it every day and be like, oh, I'm so grateful I don't have a stalker, but just enjoy yourself without the worry of these things like ah to be a straight white man and not worry about these things in my surroundings but shared that to bring awareness and oh let's end on a positive note I hope everyone had a great valentine's day because I will be spending my valentine's day at run club I got this cute new red lululemon outfit thank you Sabrina for helping me out with that and it's gonna be so cute my inspo is cupid because i'm using i want to say run club's gonna be like a matchmaking place two people are talking right now from run club i think not me i still don't have a crush i don't even have a crush right now guys But I am excited for the people around me because things are happening for the people around me. And I'm genuinely so excited. And one of my friends was saying she had a crush and I was like, yes, like you are in your lover girl era. This is going to happen for you because I just have so many great people around me. Love is in the air. Let that be the positive note we end on. Love is in the air. 2024 is the year of love. Can you guys believe it's already the middle of February? Yeah, I did my car payment today. So if you guys haven't done that yet, let this be your reminder and, I mean, I hope you guys like these personal episodes, the solo ones with just me. Let me know if you want one a month of these. I could do a Q&A. If you have any suggestions of what you want to hear, I'm totally open to that. And I'm going to be bringing a lot more guests on that I'm super excited to record with. And, you know, my sisters are always here to record. So, thank you guys for listening. Again, the support is seriously overwhelming. If I had two supporters, I would be happy, but I have a whole lot more than that, and I'm so thankful for you guys. It genuinely means so much to me to be able to have a hobby of mine right now, and my goal is to make money off the podcast this year, so I'm putting a lot of my effort and time and love and sweat into my social media right now and the things that I want to be pursuing, so... If you've supported me at all in any way or you're just listening, this is your first episode. Oh my God. If this is your first episode, they're not usually like this. I am high energy and not, we're not going to be down in the dumps. Okay. But thank you guys so much. And I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Bye.